Preds fans, let me hear you. Welcome to Smashville Live, of course, live from Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House in East Nashville, located on 1003 Russell Street, of course, right off of 10th and Russell here at Five Points. Nashville Predators players, Ryan Johansson and Colton Sissons, everybody. Woo! There you go. And Hal Gill, everybody. Woo! No, no, settle down. <laughs> settle down. Uh, my name is Braden Gall. Of course, I want to say thank you to everybody that makes this show happen. Of course, uh, New Amsterdam Vodka, Spring Hill Heating and Cooling, and Red Spirits and Wine. I want to remind everybody that you can sign up to win two Predators tickets over here. We're going to make that drawing. I'm going to put one of these two guys to work, and we'll, we'll do that in the final segment of the show. So if you have not registered, make sure you come over here and register. We're going to give away two tickets to a Predators home game here coming up soon. Fellas, welcome to the show. How are we feeling tonight? Feeling pretty darn good. <laughs> nice, e- nice three nothing win makes everybody feel a little bit easier on Wednesday. Yeah, we're we're feeling good today. Um, let me ask you guys, just in general, I, I I know the Blackhawks are struggling right now, but is that the most complete game that you guys have felt you've played from the first shift of the game to the last shift of the game? Did it feel like that was the most complete performance of the season? I know you guys have had a lot of good wins, but did that one feel any different? I mean, I, I think it was um, from start to finish. We were pretty sharp and. Um, just up and down the lineup, everyone was great. Every line played hard, and every shift was was ready to rock and roll. So, um, I would have to agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Each each team's different. You prepare for each team a little differently, and and uh, you know with the way they're playing and and how we wanted to go out and play our game. We you know we went out there and just executed what we thought uh, would be a recipe for success, and that was just doing what we do and and sticking to things that make us successful. And throughout our whole lineup, like he said, we, everyone was on their game, and and uh, still still some really good players on that team, and, and we did a good job of handling that and and uh, you know executing a good game. I, I I have to ask if it came from the Tampa game because I felt like in Tampa you guys had a good first period, and then you're just waiting for those guys to come back hard, and then the second they pushed hard. But you were able to lock it down, and I feel like after that first five minutes of the second period, you guys locked it down, and then you're you're going back at them. And I feel like you built off that. That's kind of a, a, a turning point for me in, in watching you, the way you guys play. Would you agree with that? Or yeah, I think Tampa's a powerhouse team. So yeah. the the way we were able to to bounce back from their push there in the second period, like you said, and and. Uh, you know, get back to doing things where we felt like we could control the play a little bit and make some big plays and, and get the job done down there. It was definitely a, a confidence booster for our group and and thought we did a good job of carrying that into the Chicago game and, and looking to keep that going. Were you, were, you, were you a little... I know it's a big rivalry, Chicago and Nashville. Were you a little disappointed with the effort that they gave? I was waiting for their pushback. Where was it? Was it just... Or was it just you guys so good and just hammering it down their throat i think it was a combination of both um obviously they're a bit of different looking team on paper this year than we've, we've yeah. seen in the past that's um that's obvious but uh i think it was a bit of both we we were we were sharp we were on our toes and um early on we kind of just took their will away for them shift after shift and they just didn't have an answer and um besides their goalie i mean he stood on his head it it could have been uh it could have gotten ugly for them quick but did you did you feel bad for him at any time i'm sitting there going the poor guy is just getting shelled left and right that was was the first game in my life where i'm like i couldn't believe how good he played and we won the game three nothing usually when you say that he gets a shutout and or you maybe score one goal but like we won three nothing, and I'm still like it was an unbelievable performance by him, and 
and uh, yeah, he, in my opinion, he he was he was uh, he was our hardest working guy, and, and was uh, the guy, only guy on their team really who was who was uh, doing everything he could out there. Yeah. And if you get a game where you're almost breaking a, a franchise record for shots, right? Like every you're clearly rolling. So. Can you? Is everybody anxious to get in on that at some point? When you know you're, I know Coach Laviolette wanted you guys to throw more pucks on the net, and that was sort of a focus. But when that starts to happen and it starts to roll like that, is everybody like? Can you feel it on on the bench? Are you guys talking to each other about it, or is it just all in the zone, blinders on? Let's go out there and do our jobs. I mean, I think there's there's some of that when you're when you're in the zone, and we were all feeling it last night. Like every, every line would go out and and have a great shift and have some offensive zone time and, and getting pucks to the net and having chances to score and, and when it's like that you know everyone's dangerous it's it's hard to play against that like the like the hawks found out last night <laughs> i love it <laughs> it's, it's okay most fans totally agree with that sentiment uh, how much do you guys learn about your team early in the season you guys have come back from a lot of deficits i, I know you don't want to play with a lot of deficits but you've showed a lot of resiliency in the second period third period a lot of comebacks already this year how does that help you guys later on as this really long season unfolds, knowing that you've got that ability already sort of this early in the season? It's, it's, uh, it's something you don't really notice or look into too much, but it's a big adjustment when you bring in a guy like Duchesne. And, and so now Philip and Granny have never played together, and Dutchie and those two have never played together. And there's an adjusting, uh, you know, little phase, I guess, where... You know, they're trying to figure out exactly how they're going to play to be very successful each and every night. And, and you know, there's little mistakes that go in through that. And I think you we've we've noticed as the games have been going along, everyone's a little more settled in, understanding their jobs more and, and how to work with each other and play with each other and get, you know, some more chemistry that where you have a more clear understanding of how to be successful. And, and uh, I think it's pretty impressive being 8-3 right now and having all those adjustments and even a couple injuries and, and uh, you know, obviously, we, we got we got Pex on the back end who's on top of his game right now and giving us a chance every night. Same with Juice. And, but um, you know, there's there's some things always early in the year that you know where you're you, you're trying to you know um, you know execute as best you can. But there's just the, the early kind of growing pains, kind of where you know we understand we're working really hard, doing everything we can to win, but. It was just little mistakes that we had to fix up, and I thought we've corrected them really well early on and, and uh, found ways to get on a little bit of a roll now. You guys have spread out the scoring, too. You, your scoring depth is, has been huge for you guys, and, um, you know, I, I feel like confidence is such a big thing when you see, you know, when Colton's going down the wing, he's expecting to score, you know, and, and uh, it looks like every guy's got that right now. Yeah. And how, how important is that? And I know confidence is you know i never had confidence so i don't know what it's like <laughs> but 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 for you guys you when you're seeing the net you i feel like you're you're just, this is going to happen is there is something to be said for that yeah i think that uh we kind of lost that a little bit last year when we weren't yeah. we weren't a confident group all the way around and we had guys have good spurts and whatnot but um this year like every game we go into we feel like this is our game to, to like to win it's everyone is going to play well and everyone trusts each other and we just kind of have that swagger again this year um i think bringing in matthew shane especially an offensive guy like that helped a lot and um obviously different guys have been scoring big goals for us early on and and that's always huge to have a good start for for any player what do you think of bones getting benino with the hattie yeah i think you got to give a lot of credit to 
to yeah. to Smitty and Rocco too. Uh, obviously, Bones uh, finished up all the plays, but I thought that line was just fantastic. They were good. I don't even know how many games or shifts they've had together previously. Those three and and they uh, it was it was pretty simple. They just went out there and outworked uh, whoever they were out against and uh, made some big plays for our group. And like we said, Lanner was on top of his game and. And there were no really pretty goals uh, by Bones, but they were the they were the hard nose doing whatever it takes to get a goal, and and uh, and those three were very impressive last night, and it was obviously great to see those guys have success. Yeah, ten years from now, those are all top shelf, right? Yeah, you know, right. Yeah, he'll, exactly. he'll tell his buddies about it. Yeah. <laughs> Al Gil Bradengall here alongside Colton Sissons and Ryan Johansson on Smashville Live at Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House and. Uh, the power play obviously is off to a great start uh, again this for this year, and the high low with with Matt and, and Arvidsson has been spectacular. Just how much is it? How much more fun is it right now to go out there on the power play? Yeah, it's it's fun. We we feel like we <laughs> anyone on the ice can make big plays right now. Um, you know, my big thing for me being in my spot on the half wall and having Duchesne down low there, him being a left-handed shot where it used to be Arvidsson, it was just hard to get a a right-handed shot, a puck down low to make a play. And, and even for him, when he gets it, he has to totally turn his body and open up where Dutchie can make no-look passes really quick. And, um, you know, Yost up there too with just his game and, and doing his thing is, is uh, obviously huge. And, and a lot of credit to Yarny as well with his poise and his hockey sense, being able to just fill in there right now and make some huge plays. That game in Tampa yeah. made two huge plays on, on our, our two power play goals. So, um that's what's that's what's exciting about our group is really we, we just talked about Rocco Smitty and Bones winning us the game last night and we got a we got a deep team that that uh, a lot of smart players that can make differences. It, Pekka now seven zero and one, which is the best start in franchise history for a goaltender. I think he ties uh, Thomas Bokum back in 0506 for for a start for a Predators goaltender. I mean, I know he's been doing it for like a thousand years, and like he does it in practice every day with you guys. Like we know, we all know that. But is there ever a moment where you see him do something, and you're just still like, you still learn something more about him, or you still learn something more about how you should approach another goaltender? Like, is it just never cease to amaze you what he does? I mean, pretty much. He just Pex is like the most consistent player and person I've ever I've ever come across. Honestly, <laughs> he just has the same routine that he does every day. He's always in a good mood, never has a bad day, and it's just down to go out there and work and um, I mean it shows the way he performs every single night and I don't know age has not ca- caught up to him yet obviously so hopefully he keeps it that way <laughs> is it is it the naps Ryan is that what it is <laughs> it's the napping well, yeah. can we ask him about that like, do you guys have what's your I mean I, I had a good nap like I had oh, a, yeah. I needed 45 minutes at least <laughs> I love a good shutdown 45 <laughs> minutes Joey pushes three hours probably. do you get you go right out of <laughs> You can go two. three Lights hours? out two. two. That's impressive. It used to be three back when I was younger, for sure. So two hours, shut down. Fabs can sleep. He's probably sleeping right now. <laughs> <laughs> that kid needs his rest. Right <laughs> He's just a kid. You yeah. know? He needs to sleep. He's a growing boy. Uh, right, how about this? Uh, of course, these two guys are roommates along with Dante Fabro. So we'll get into a little bit more of the personal life. We want to hear some, some, some dirt <laughs> on each other. And we'll get into the pregame rituals. <laughs> and we'll get into all that good stuff. <laughs> Uh, when we come back. So Smashville Live here at Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House in East Nashville. Give it up for our boys here, Ryan and Colton. Hal Gill, my name is Brayden Gall. Our great sponsors, New Amsterdam Vodka, Spring Hill Heating and Cooling, and Red Spirits and Wine. This is ESPN 102.5. The game is streaming on the Game Nashville
Preds fans, welcome back to Nashville Live here at Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House in East Nashville, of course, located right off of Five Points on 10th and Russell Street. Ryan Johansson, Colton Sissons, alongside Hal Gill and Braden Gall, our great sponsors, New Amsterdam Vodka, Spring Hill Heating and Cooling, and Red Spirits and Wine, making this whole thing possible. And by the way, again, come register. We are going to give away two tickets uh, coming up right here over over in this general area over here. So come sign up, and we'll give away some tickets uh, in the final segment. You guys will also have a chance to ask some questions of these guys a little bit later on in the show coming up next. But you guys do uh, cohabitate, if that's the right word, uh, with uh, Dante Fabro as well. So I'd like to know... Like, who does the laundry? Who's the Who cleans the dishes? Who's the dirtiest of the group? Like, give us... Like, what does a day in the life of that household look like? <laughs> it depends on the day, I suppose. <laughs> and when can I be a part of it? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a dinner party with you, Skillsy. Um, I don't know. It's it's honestly... It's it's pretty good. We, we have a good, a good blend of everything. Um, Joey's not a big laundry guy, but he's learning... Um, he had a bit of a struggle the, the other week. He can get into that if he'd like. But, uh, no, we cook dinners together. We hang out a lot, and um, it's been a lot of fun, actually. Do you make Dante do all of the work or just some of the work? We're pretty easy on the guy. Really? <laughs> yeah, we oh, are. Oh, yeah. Like, it wasn't that easy for me hanging around with the older guys when I came into the yeah, league. Yeah, you're supposed we're to give it to him. He's a Western boy, you know. He's from our hometown. We just feel like he's our son. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> taking care of. Him. You got to take him along. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What was the uh, struggle with the laundry? If you don't mind telling uh, all the people here, in- I do mind. I'm not telling. <laughs> okay. All right. Hal, <laughs> you're up. <laughs> uh, well, I wanted to talk to about coming from from BC. All you guys, uh, you know, we talk about it all the time. It's one of the best cities on the road, and you guys are from Vancouver, like. Explain to people what it's all about because I feel like it's a vibe more than it is. I mean, it's beautiful. It's a, a beautiful part of Canada. And if you haven't been to Vancouver, you need to go. It's amazing. But can you explain the vibe to me? Because I try to explain it to people and they, they just don't understand it. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the vibe is just, uh, I mean, like a lot of the physical attributes of Vancouver, you're you're downtown and you're sitting on the water and you're surrounded by mountains like you kind of just have it all it's just like a beautiful place and um just good people nice people up there and um there's just so many things to do it's just we were lucky growing up there that's all i can say yeah if you're an outdoors person i haven't been to a better place in the world yet it's it's got everything to offer that the downtown is surrounded by the ocean it's basically an island and you're a 20 minute drive from a, a ski resort you can you can there's hiking there's everything you want you can imagine really there's uh, for an outdoorsy kind of lifestyle where you like cruising around and being active or whatever and it's a it's it's a pretty remarkable place um super beautiful and lot, lots to do outside and and great restaurants in the rocks yeah yeah that's it <laughs> and that's all <laughs> A lot, of, a lot of lacrosse, too. I know Kyle uh, Turris grew up uh, out in that direction playing lacrosse in the lacrosse family. Did you guys have, growing up, did, were you guys super committed year-round hockey, or, did, or, or were you guys diversification throughout your childhood, sort of learning different skills? Because I know there's two very different trains of thought right now on, on what kids should be doing, especially in the hockey world. I mean, the, the hockey thing has changed a lot since we were playing, even us playing minor hockey, which wasn't all that long ago, but... 
Um, as we got a little bit older, it started becoming the year-round thing. We started playing spring hockey, which you basically would make an all-star team after your winter season and go and play some tournaments, but uh, not near not near as intense as, as it is nowadays with all the training and hockey academies and stuff like that. But uh, I played a little bit of baseball and a, a little bit of rugby, so um, I had some other things that interested me as a kid. Yeah, I was... Same thing. When hockey season was done, was done, I was golf and lacrosse. Those are my summer sports. And and then, you know, just played hockey during the winter. And now all you hear is back home, these families you meet and kids you get to meet. It's just like it's basically 11 months or so of straight hockey. And, you know, they don't have time to pursue other passions or hobbies. And, it's you know, it's kind of something I think everyone's trying to work on. And, and uh, to get the the right thing, the right formula for for these kids to have fun and just and do what they want. So, uh, I I was known as like the golfer. They're, all these like hockey teams and scouts were all like, does he even care about hockey? Because <laughs> in the summers I would just want to golf. Like I didn't want to play hockey twelve months a year. And and uh, you know I I just I, I love sports. Grew up loving sports. My parents, my dad, just we played sports all the time. And and. Uh, but you know, it comes to a point where if you can pursue something as a as a dream and a job, and and uh, you know, eventually you get to an age where it's a full commitment. But I was uh, I was all over the place. You you talked about uh, you know basically you, I saw you guys when you're on your boat going to grab crabs with Brooks Bratton yeah. and Preds and um, how did he get that gig? By the way, I know that, good I, job for him. Call me up for that one. I'll I know do that. Yeah. Uh, but. You were talking about it decompressing, and golf is your thing, Joey. So, yeah. uh, what's your low round? What's your handicap? Give <laughs> us give us some numbers here. It was a tough summer last summer. I wasn't too happy with my game. Uh, you don't want to even talk about it, no? Because you're going to sandbag someone soon. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I was. I got a boat two summers ago, and I've I've really slowed down with golfing because it's so. That's the worst the ocean, for your golf game. I know. The ocean is like in between two mountains and this whole where he grew up basically right beside it. It's called Deep Cove, and it's just this remarkable area. So try and go out there a few times a week and just, like you guys saw, do some crab trapping and hanging out and uh, bring some food out there and just hang outside, like you said, decompress and just enjoy your friends and family that you don't get to see too much. and. Uh, so yeah, not as much golf. So is, is uh, boating is your thing then? I assume if you're in Deep Cove and you can. Yeah, I kind of mooched off other people with boats growing up. I guess that's, that's I let smart. I let that's Joey smart. buy the pontoon, and I'm just a proud uh, member so, of it. It's so much cheaper to do it that way. He shows it up. He shows better, up with yeah. a case of water. <laughs> <laughs> Water's for the boys. <laughs> right, right. I don't think I'd be let on if that was the case. But uh, yeah, I know we spend a lot of time out there this summer, bringing our buddies out there and. Joe brings his family and, and different people from his hometown, so it's a lot of fun and um, just really relaxing to be out on the water and just taking it easy. Can we can we bring it back to the, to the locker room, Braden? Is that cool? I, I'm not the boss here, man. I, I could ask these guys questions about Vancouver forever, but um, I wanted to talk. I know I played with PK Subban, and it's sad to see him leave, but he left a, a big hole as far as the DJ goes in the locker room. <laughs> and someone told me the other day, Colton, you're in charge. You have the last song. Is that right? Uh, or I mean, you have yeah, the last I, song? I do. He's I most do. of it. Yeah. You, you're so most, you, most, Joey, do you, do you get into it at all? You know, at the start, we were both just going back and forth. We were like, you know, 
whatever, just helping each other out, play some tunes for the guys. And then I started getting harassed, and I <laughs> I folded like a cheap tent. Now I just sit there in my stall like this. <laughs> no one wanted to listen to Blue no. Rodeo. Or <laughs> <laughs> who harasses Tragically most? hip over and over. Who, who, who harasses the most about the music? Like, I, who's I, like, it's, it's I don't really want to throw guys under the bus. Oh, no, it's, nobody's listening. It's fine. It's Except. just those girls. <laughs> Uh, I mean, more than some one, of right? the some of the euros get a little bit upset with their rap music. <laughs> They're not into the rap so much, and a few of them actually just leave the dressing room at some point. <laughs> the Swedes want ABBA, yeah. Ace of Base. Yeah. Well, I've gone through that. So, what uh, can you tell us? What your last song is? Like, what gets you? What gets you going? Or is it more of a chill thing? I mean, and we, what is the cutoff time? Because it changed as as I went through my career. We used to have like a five-minute cutoff time, and then, it, you know, it, as later on, it was like it just play music until the game starts. Do yeah, you have a cutoff time? We used to have that here, but uh, it kind of faded away over the years. So we we play it right until we're basically on the ice in warm-ups. So you need to get amped up from that song. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we mix it up. We don't have like oh, a do? we we don't have a set one that we play every game actually. Um, try to try to mix it up a little bit, but uh, it's typically rap. I will I will say that it's typically something pretty heavy. <laughs> and after warm up, no music, or you get back yeah. back no music no after mu- no music after warm up. Right. Yeah. Okay, so that stayed the same. Yeah, sort of, sort of take the fans through for both of you guys. Take the fans through the, the pregame sort of mental ritual. I know everybody's got their own. You know, you d- you get rest and then you you have your meal and you get what you need. You know, I know Matthias Eckholm's got his. His cucumber tomato pasta thing that he eats, you know, whatever that is that he eats. It's uh, news to me. Every, every <laughs> single game. I know everybody's got sort of like the day of preparation, but kind of take the fans through the mental side of things. That lasts 35 minutes, 45 minutes, whether you're skating and, and warming up or whether you're in the locker room and you have a few moments of, of peace. Like sort of what, what, is the, what is it that you're trying to accomplish mentally? Everyone, everyone's different. It's hard hard to explain because every single guy has their own routine and what they do that makes gets them ready for games and i'm the more laid back easy going style and you know like to just be smiling and talking and you know feeling loose and some other guys like to you know sit there and do some visualizing and and uh you know really get dialed in and and really it's kind of whatever works for guys so everyone's kind of all on their own page yeah i mean like you said, everyone is different and has their own routines. That do they work with different people on their like self motivation and visualizing? And, and there's a lot of lot of guys that are into that sort of thing. But uh, for myself, once I, I tried to just stay as relaxed and calm as possible, and um, until after warm ups, I start thinking about what I need to do that night that's going to help me be successful and start a little bit of visualizing things and couple key words to to put in my own mind that uh, i'm going to focus on that night and uh that's it's pretty simple is, is there anybody super intense where you know you just have to, like all right leave them be they're in the zone they're they're getting ready is there anybody like that at all that's sort of cut on the, well, sort of the, sort is of out the shame goes out he's out on the bench for until nine minutes and nine seconds or something with some weird time before <clears throat> he comes out I don't know. Yeah, so I guess he likes his own space just to you get just got, his zone like, kind of thing. Where did Dutchie go? <laughs> That's what I mean. Everyone's so different. Like, yeah. you just kind of yeah. do it, what you do. And 
And that is that. And there you go. <laughs> and you play some hockey, right? Yeah. Quit asking about it. <laughs> all right. There we go. Um, all right. You guys will have a chance to talk to these guys uh, when we come back. So we'll take a quick little pause here. This is Smashville Live, of course, live from Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House in East Nashville. Our great sponsors, New Amsterdam Vodka, Spring Hill Heating and Cooling, Red Spirits and Wine, Hal Gill, Colton Sissons, Ryan Johansson, Braden Gall. This is ESPN 1025 The Game. Welcome back, Reds fans. This is Smashville Live. We are here at Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House in East Nashville, located on 1003 Russell Street. Of course, Ryan Johansson, Colton Sissons here alongside Hal Gill and Braden Gall. And uh, we will be giving away two tickets next segment, so make sure you're registered. I think I've told you guys that now three times, so make sure you register. Uh, obviously, our great sponsors, New Amsterdam Vodka, Spring Hill Heating and Cooling, and Red Spirits and Wine that make this whole thing possible. Now, Gina... From from promotions has a microphone and if you boys don't mind, huh. we're gonna have her walk around and uh, get some questions for you guys if that's all right. Gina Let's from promotions. All right, we have? we've got a, a major fan. He comes to every single one of these, so he loves you guys. Oh we've yeah, got a great question coming up. Great shirt too. For all the fans here at Smashville Live tonight. Let's see this secret handshake that you guys got. <laughs> 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 Hey, oh, uh, no. <laughs> Maybe oh. a mini version. <laughs> Can't do that, it's, boss. It's, it's a, a private. No handshake. It's a private No thing. laundry. The secret handshake is secret? The secret handshake is secret. It is absolutely. Is it just a household handshake or is it just the two of you? No, it's not a household thing. Like just, when you guys wake up, do you, do you roll over and just <laughs> <laughs> do it right away? Or no, is I come down from the top bunk. <laughs> <laughs> What is, when do you do the secret handshake? That's right before you go out, right? Yeah, before warm-ups is the big one. Yeah. Yep. yeah. You it's never know when it'll go down, though. Hey, actually, it's true, yeah. It is true. <laughs> we, will, we will bring it out on certain occasions. <laughs> you got to pe- keep people on their toes, man. Yeah. Uh, Gina <laughs> from Hermitage. I love to hear that. That's Where's fantastic. Gina? All right, I've got Sarah from Hermitage. All right, other than family, if you guys could bring one thing down from Vancouver to Nashville, what would it be? Ooh. That's a good question. My boat. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. MVP. Maybe. You, you can I say the that. ocean? A body of water? I was going to say. <laughs> the ocean I've would never, be nice? I've never lived there. I didn't grow up there. I've been a few times, but I just give me the crab legs, man. Like, we don't get those kinds of things down yeah, here, man. Like, cool. Yep. That's some of the best. I've, I, Skagway, I actually had some crab legs in Skagway up there, which is obviously further north in Alaska, but man, that's the best crab I've ever tasted in my entire life. Sockeye salmon, too. Yeah. Real good. Uh, the sushi there is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that's it's neat. It's neat. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> Gina from Promotions, who you got? All right, we've got Cole from Brentwood. Gentlemen, I got to ask y'all. So last night, Nino scored a hat trick, right? Yeah. So when all those hats go on the ice, where do they go? <laughs> they are, I think they do something with charity with them. I think they get donated, or, I believe. I could if, be wrong. If not, they should be. That's a great idea. No, I, I, I could be wrong, but I really think that they get donated. Now, every team I've been on, we you keep one in, in the room somewhere. Did you guys grab one, or do you, or we donate we, all of them? We donate all of them. <laughs> I like that idea. Cost. I like that idea, though. Well, it's, it's just, just nice to have momento, one. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. 
Does the guy who scores the hat trick take one, or is it everybody in the locker room? Well, now? you take the coolest hat, you know, like okay. if someone throws a cowboy hat, that's like. You know. I think you should take the worst hat. Yeah. Or you could do that. <laughs> just, He's just trying you know, to keep you on your toes. Just yeah. something to remember it, you know? Uh, a little token. Next hat trick I get, I'll keep it in mind. Gina from Promotions. I've lost you, Gina. Is that all? Is that all we got? Uh, you know what? I think she's negotiating. If we talk long enough, she might have a, a question for us. No, she does not. Oh, she uh, panicked. She, yeah. she panicked. Clutch situation. Does that happen Gina. a lot with you guys where girls just panic? Yeah. In front of you? They just... All they, the time. Yeah. You're good-looking guys. Just, <laughs> it's good-looking guys, and it happens. And their apartment smells of rich mahogany. <laughs> yes. Right, yeah. Um, all right. Well, then I'll, I've got a question for you guys, and, and I'm, I'm fascinated by this because I think, I think fans um, follow suit on this. Just... You guys work your entire young lives. You talked about growing up playing hockey, and you get to the NHL, and everybody has a different story about the call you know, they get and the experience they have when they get that call and then sort of the experience jumping on a plane, flying from one team to the next team, getting on the ice, and it's just so crazy. So if you guys can both explain to people what your first experiences were like when you got your first shift in an NHL game, what it felt like, what you remember, and sort of just, just – you know, the realization of a lifetime goal and accomplishment kind of come into fruition there. Yeah, um, mine was I remember getting called up into the office um, in Milwaukee, and they said I was getting called up and had to go home and, and pack my bag that night. And I was uh, at the airport early heading up to Winnipeg, so I played uh, played the Jets my first game. And honestly, I, I remember seeing my parents at the hotel before the game and I, I couldn't really speak or, or say anything I was just so worked up and so anxious I didn't know what to do with myself and the game the game itself it was it was just a blur now I can't even remember what happened <laughs> hopefully I played all right <laughs> my first game was actually versus the Preds when I was with Columbus and um, kind of the big wow this is the NHL for me it was my first ever preseason game played in Pittsburgh and and I was just thrown right in the fire playing against Crosby and Malkin and those guys. And I was just like, all right, I'm, I'm here. Here we go. Uh, that, was, uh, that was tough. Like, like him, it's just like you don't remember anything. You just, you're just you kind of in shock of just the situation. You're, it's such a, such a your, your dream, your life dream, and, and you're just out there on the ice living it like, like this. And like he said, got a call, packed a bag. There he is, Winnipeg, saw his parents, and... Yeah. His dream is happening, and it's just it's uh, it's pretty surreal, but it's uh, definitely a bit of a blur. I, I feel like I have to share this because you guys will appreciate this. I was in Vancouver my first game, <laughs> and I got out there, and it was all-out panic. I, I tried to rim the puck around the boards, <laughs> and I almost scored in my own goal, and it hit the back of the net, and it was a full-on panic. It was I, I, I ran around everywhere in the defensive zone, as soon as I could, I changed, and the coach was like, good job. I didn't play another shift. <laughs> I was done. I was start. done. They rolled 4-D. That's the way the game was back then. But, uh, it's a, yeah, it's different. I do have to add, just so you guys know, uh, my daughter's yelling at me right now, and my phone keeps going off. Room in the inn. Room at the inn is where the, all the hats go to. So you're right, See, there Joe. There you go. Perfect. That's, yeah, there you go. Good, is, good reporting it, from my daughter. There nice. you go. Nice you know, work. Is is the is the welcome? I know the cliche like welcome to the NHL moment, right? Like, is that the same for you guys as your first shift? I mean, you obviously had a pretty unique experience going against two guys that are amongst the best in the world at their position. You know, is that is that was that the same as the welcome to the NHL moment? You know, the cliche that everybody always asks that I'm 
asking you right now, or is it, or is it a different time? Do you have a different memory of, holy smokes, this is different? I mean, I'm, I remember uh, one of those moments for me was um, playing against Yager that, that first season. I think it was probably my third or fourth game in Nashville, one of my first home games, and Yager was out there, and I was like, oh, that's something. <laughs> that's something. That's something. And, and I was like, I just remember that, was, that, that feeling was engraved in my mind. I will never forget it. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, my first NHL goal, Nick, Nick Lidstrom was trying to, he was the guy checking me where I ended up scoring. So you know, there's a cool picture of that, you know, he's an absolute legend. And I always have that picture of my first goal and that memory. So that was that was pretty special for me. You don't, you don't expect, there's a lot of players that you don't expect. I remember I got on the ice with Mario Lemieux and I was, the guy's a monster. He was just bigger and than I ever expected. Did you guys notice that, or was it, like you said, you saw Yager. You didn't play, like, it wasn't necessarily a play, but like an aura, the, the way Yager would jump on the ice. Is there anyone now that you, you look at and, and that you're watching and you're like, wow, that guy is, is different, both on your team and, and on the Preds and on other teams? Is there anyone that you look at that's, you know, like McDavid, it just, like... He, he takes a couple strides and he's gone. I don't think people see that. I think now that we're veterans, we're in roles where we're so focused and we understand that you know our team counts on us to make a difference against those top players. Yeah. So you're not as eye-opened, just wowed by it. Like, for sure, we have respect for the top guys. Yeah. Like McDavid, you're, you know, you have the utmost respect for his talent and it's more of just an awareness now as an understanding who you're playing against and and uh, you know, making sure you're doing every little thing to, you know, you miss you miss one step and it's too late. Yeah, yeah. so it's it's definitely it's a lot different than when I was 19 and coming into the league for sure. Now uh, they're looking out for you, hey bud. Oh yeah. <laughs> I have one final question from from a listener, avid listener of, of ESPN 102.5 The Game. His name is this is Chase uh, Chase McCabe. Has asked a question. I don't know uh, Ryan if you may know Chase McCabe. But he, he has a, he's asked a question. Is it professional for him to use nicknames while interviewing you in post-game situations? Like, is it professional for him to call you Joey, or would you prefer Mr. Johansson or Ryan? Like, what would you prefer Chase McCabe call you in post-game interviews? I'm, I'm pretty easy going. I don't... You can throw him under uh, the bus if you'd like to. He's standing right there. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm trying to think of how to be nice here. <laughs> Well, what, what is the I line? What I is the line? What's that? What, what is the line? Because I always said Skillsy was kind of a like a mean-spirited nickname that I yeah. embraced. I don't care anymore. But for a long time, like, if a coach would call me Skillsy, I'd be like, all right, back off. You know, like, <laughs> the boys can make fun of me, but the coach can't, and media certainly can't. But Joey is just, yeah, it's just, Joey. It's just Joey. So is that, is that okay for the media to call you Joey? I, I don't care. I guess I would prefer Ryan. I guess you've said that's all you need to say. Uh, Ryan is preferred. <laughs> yeah, like you said, I think if you're friends or buddies or teammates or stuff, it's different. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, like you know, we're we're both both of us are still working. It's it's work, and I don't know. I guess it's more professional. Yeah, yeah I find myself calling Peter Lobby. I can't. I have to call him Peter. Like I can't. I don't feel comfortable calling him Coach. Yeah, like you're not my coach. Like it's Peter. 
And then I feel weird saying Peter because I'm not that close with it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. There's, I guess there's certain decorum and Colton, in, in the locker room. Colton, it says, right, is what the boys call you, but... Dougie, I hear Dougie a lot. <laughs> Dougie gets thrown out there a little bit, yeah. Is that your father's name, obviously? Yeah, yeah. that's my dad's name. Is, yeah. Are you okay with that? Yeah, it's all you, right from you and Mace. That's <laughs> yeah, so, no, there, so there's a line. You have to be a, a former player or a recent player or how does that work? What is the line? I mean, for that one, sure. But uh, honestly, I... You could call me whatever. <laughs> is, I'm, I'm all right with it. <laughs> I always say as long as I'm still relevant. So yeah, calling exactly. Right? Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. We'll look ahead to coming up this weekend. And, of course, the big game tomorrow night against Calgary as well on Halloween night. Maybe we'll talk costumes. Uh, I think we saw Ryan dressed up a little earlier today. So we'll get into that uh, when we come back. This is Smashville Live. Of course, let me hear you here at Boomba's, everybody. Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House in East Nashville, of course. Ryan Johansson, Colton Sissons, Hal Gil, Braden Gall. Our great sponsors, New Amsterdam Vodka, Spring Hill Heating and Cooling, Red Spirits and Wine. We'll be right back on ESPN 102.5 The Game. Welcome back, Preds fans. This is Smashville Live here from Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House in East Nashville, 1003 Russell Street, of course, just off of Five Points. Ryan Johansson, Colton Sissons, Hal Gill, Braden Gall, and our, our great sponsors, New Amsterdam Vodka, Spring Hill Heating and Cooling, and Red Spirits and Wine. Uh, fellas, um, what? let me ask you a, like sort of a ge- generic question about the, the state of the locker room. I don't know if you guys have picked up on this at all. Um, and maybe I just am, am seeing things I don't know. It feels like there's every personality in every locker room is different every year. Every sports team has a different personality in every locker room. Um, is there anything that you guys can put your finger on at all as far as chip on your shoulder, that, you know, the loss to Dallas, it, you know, renewed energy? There's not many new faces. It's mostly the same core guys. Um, is there a different description or personality of this locker room today than maybe this time last year? I mean, there's definitely some renewed energy. We're we're having a blast every day in the in the locker room, and um, like we talked about earlier, we we're playing well, and everyone's confident, and um, that I mean that puts everyone in a better mood, obviously. So we're enjoying being around each other, and, and like I said, we kind of have that swagger back that that we had for for years here, but um, we lost our way a little bit last year. Yeah, I think without making excuses for not being successful the last couple of years, I think we've. We've had to learn how to manage our, the expectations with our group, and we all know what we're capable of, and we all know that we can be a very successful team. And and I think just, you know, we've been growing and went through some pains and some struggles, and but I think we've we have the best understanding in these out of these last four years. Um, I think we we have the best mindset right now, and and really feeling comfortable and confident and understanding what we're capable of, and just taking it day by day and having fun like he said and and playing with confidence and i think that's shown early on here so far yeah i i just you know i'm looking at your team from the outside it looks like there's no weaknesses is that the way you guys feel i mean the power the power play came out hot and you guys are getting the job done penalty kill sputtered but we all knew it was going to come around uh goaltending defense forwards there's nothing wrong and that you must carry some confidence knowing that yeah i mean definitely we 
I mean, I just speak for myself, but I think everyone probably feels pretty similar. We, you look around the locker room and, and you don't really see any holes. You're, you're fully confident in every single face that you see down the line that he's going to do his job and, and he's going to excel at it. And um, That's a good feeling to have when you're heading into a game. You've got to take care of your own game and do your job, as we talk about all the time. But uh, just to know that the guy next to you is going to do the same thing and, sure. and uh, step up and, and play, play his game and, and perform extremely well, that's, uh, that just adds even more confidence in you. It's, it sounds like such a simple thing, hey? You think every team in the league just looks around confident in each other like... You would, you would know as well. Like I've been on teams where you're looking around like, if, if these guys don't have the games of their lives, you know, we're in trouble tonight. And, and uh, you know, that's something we recognize <laughs> and understand. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's something we recognize and we understand. And, and that's what's making it so much fun right now is because every, every guy putting on our uniform is, is going out there and doing his job as best of his abilities. And, and usually that's helping us be successful. And, and uh, you know, we're, we're having a good time. I mean, I know different. I know different <laughs> I games. I, I, know, I, know, I know different different teams, different games, different history, different d- division games are more important. You know all that stuff, but it is about setting a standard for yourself, right? It's about setting a bar for yourself. Like, hey, this is what I'm going to do on every shift or every game or every period, whatever. And as long as you live up to that standard every single night you go out there, you should be confident in where you're at and comfortable with what you're doing, right? Exactly. Yeah, we count on everybody to do that. Um, I mean, as we saw last night against Chicago, everyone did do that and, and brought that every shift throughout the entire 60 minutes. And um, we're a pretty dangerous group, a tough team to play when, when we all buy into that. The big, scary central division has kind of petered out. And uh, Do you guys notice that? Or are you just, uh, you know, there's injuries. You know, you look at every team is, is going through something. And what I thought was the best division is quickly turning into – yours to own if you want it. it do you guys look around at that or is it still too early i think that's that's the story of of the nhl you take a deep breath you the second you get comfortable yeah. is where it comes uh it comes back to haunt you and yeah that's i think that's something we're, we don't even look at we we understand st louis is a great team we i'm sure sis would agree with me i i think we both agree that dallas can be a very dangerous team Colorado is playing very good hockey. You know, I, I guess Chicago would be the only team where, you know, I feel like they don't have, they got a lot of young guys trying to figure out some roles and things like that. But And then, you know, Winnipeg losing a couple D-men, but you can't take deep breaths against those teams because they're, they're, still, they're still pretty deep and have lots of talent. And I think the big thing for our group is just is focus on what we do and what, what we need to do to be successful and not really worry about what's going on around us and, and just going out there, and, and uh, we feel like if we're at the top of our game, that you know we feel like we can win on any night. So that's uh, that's kind of our mindset. Yeah, Colton, you you kind of uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but going into camp, it was one game at a time. Like it was, you talked about renewed energy, but it really is a focus on one game at a time. And without those expectations that you talked about, Ryan, is the you, you can't win the cup the first game. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to play it one game at a time. Is that still the mindset? Yeah, yeah, I think we've done a good job of that so far this year. It's like you said, you, you can't win the cup tomorrow. You, you can't win our division tomorrow. You, you just can hope to take those steps along the way to, to put yourself in a position to do that. And um, 
We've always been pretty good at, at just focusing on the next game, as, as cliche and as, as <laughs> how many times you hear that every yeah. day in the media. But um, it, it just helps. So much. Yeah, just uh, just staying present <laughs> and managing those expectations of just that next game or uh, that next period, that next shift. It just it just helps you stay focused and, and stay present. I would ask you guys, you know, what sort of challenges does Calgary present? And you guys could give me this, this, this scouting report and tell me how hard you need to play to get a W. But I think the fans would rather hear about Halloween, which, of course, is tomorrow. Oh, yeah. uh, are you guys big Halloween guys? Is it Where does it in your power rankings of holidays? I know, Ryan, you were dressed up already today. Are you guys big fans of the, of the, of the, the holiday? Do you have plans? Can you give us all a little insight? As to the game plan after maybe yeah we we have a bit of a we had a bit of a team function on the weekend so we get together with all the all the guys and the families and stuff and have a, just a little thing together and whatnot so, which is always fun uh, used to always seeing the guys just at the rink and in their equipment and to to get out and just have some laughs and get to know their families a little bit more and stuff so it's a, for me it's you know it's a great holiday where we can just. You know, kind of get our, our mind off hockey for the night and, and uh, just enjoy everyone's company. Is Dick, Nick Benino dressing up again and acting all goofy? He was pretty what? impressive this year. He, <laughs> he was, was Coach impressive. Muse, right? He was, yeah. <laughs> we talked about it last night. And what do you think? And his wife was him. What His yeah. wife was Nick. Nick. Yeah. And so he was coaching her all night, <laughs> doing drills and stuff. And it was fantastic. Uh, they had the rollerblades strapped not on. Not just the costume, but actually they, living yeah. it. They go yeah, all out. amazing. They do, yeah. She's a good sport. She's awesome. <laughs> do you guys have uh, particular costumes picked out? Uh, I, I dressed up as Elton John. Oh, nice. I thought it was fitting with the concert coming up the next night. So yeah. mm-hmm. um, turned out a lot better than I thought. <laughs> Honestly, I was pretty happy with it. I thought it was a good look. Yeah, really good. I felt alive in that costume. I don't know. <laughs> you looked alive. Philadelphia freedom. Hold, hold me closer, Tiny Dan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and uh, you, Ryan? Uh, I was Post Malone. That, did you have the whole... Yeah, you were all oh, tatted yeah. up. The whole face art and everything? Yeah. Uh-huh. Interesting. That's a rapper. Yeah. I, I'm Great. aware. I know I'm old, oh, okay. but like, I'm aware of that. No, I just wanted to tell I you. I knew about the face tats. Does that count for something? Yeah. <laughs> He's got a new album this year. It's pretty good, right? Yeah. Yep. Any yep. any memories of the past that were just like the best? Is there is there a best that you ever saw? I mean, um, the other year when Nick was in, uh, in he's standing in, outside, standing outside, outside the, the bar, yeah. getting autographs um, before the party. <laughs> that was that was legendary, unbelievable. Yeah. That that that'll never that be topped. Funny. I don't think. No. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, that's a good one. Well, guys, uh, first of all, congratulations on the hot start. Long way to go, obviously. Best of luck tomorrow night against Calgary. And, of course, again on Saturday against the Rangers. you got a long way, but uh, you got off to a great start. So thank you so much. Thank you. How about we give thank these you. guys a big round of applause for coming out, huh? Thank you, guys. Ryan Johansson, Colton Sissons, everybody. His name's Hal Gill. My name's Braden Gall. I want to thank Boombox, Craft Pizza, and Tap House in East Nashville, of course right here for hosting Smashville Live and, of course, our great sponsors, New Amsterdam Baca, Spring Hill Heating and Cooling, and Red Spirits and Wine. Until next week, everybody, thanks for listening. This has been Smashville Live on ESPN 1025 The Game and streaming on the Game Nashville app.